Hello and welcome back to another episode of It's, It's Risky, Risky Business. Business. I'm your host, Stan Garcia. And I'm Amanda Loca. And we're feeling really relaxed today, I we're feel like. We're super relaxed today. Because this is the season wrap. Season wrap. Season one, It's Risky Business. We've uh, done quite the series of educational conversations. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's been great. It's been amazing. And I think it's like come to its own as we've moved along. Like it's been pretty free form, but we've had some amazing talks in here. And every time I've walked out of the studio, I've felt inspired and uplifted. And every time I've listened to our podcast, I walk away that much more inspired and yeah. ready to tackle. So I'm hoping that the listeners have, are having the same experience. And got some value from it because ultimately that's the goal. But I also want to say how grateful I am that people take the time to do it. Oh yeah. To come here and spend an hour, hour and a half talking with us because we all know how busy we are as entrepreneurs, small business owners, and just people who are dealing with life on a day-to-day -day basis. And you know, we all don't have time for anything. Yeah. So it's nice that people come in here and just want to share their story and, and hopefully inspire others. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just been so wonderful to see the vulnerability and transparency of people sharing their stories. We've had some pretty amazing moments in here um, of people opening up and also added on top of that, being in the middle of a pandemic and people are already going through so many shifts and like personal shifts and, and professional shifts that it's also been just an added layer of, of people coming in here and sharing and us being that much more grateful. Yeah. It's been fantastic. So we thought that we should just go through the list and perhaps give you the cliff notes to the entire season. Yep. Some takeaways, some, some moments that we found were important. And of course, all of the pro tips. Oh yeah. The phenomenal pro tips that we've had throughout the season. Yeah. The pro tips have been a fun kind of theme to carry through. It started with episode one um, and just kind of carried it through each episode. So we're going to go down the list of all the episodes of this season That takes us to episode one, the beginning of Numero Uno. Yeah. Numero Uno origin story. This was a little um, getting to know Sten and I, um, mm -hmm. our personal professions, what we do for full-time work and what we do with our nonprofit organization, Creatives for Connection, mm -hmm. and where that's brought us here today with this wonderful podcast called It's Risky Business. Yes, indeed. And it's... It was nice to be able to talk about some of the things that got us to where we are and how our stories and the road towards our per professional endeavors have has changed and, and shifted through the years. Because Absolutely. it always it always changes and, and, and it's just part of the part of the journey. Really. Yeah. So you can never expect yourself to be one thing for the rest of your life or you can if that's. <laughs> what you want to do and what you want to be. But if you are definitely a, a, an entrepreneur and you like several avenues of, of business of, of creative uh, endeavors, then it's going to change and it's going to shift throughout. So I, I personally, myself, my, my path was an electrician and I went to film school and then started a wedding video business, sold that business. And now I'm working in TV again, working on these podcasts yeah. and developing a networking organization that 
uh, Amanda and I are very passionate about. Mm -hmm. And we hope to see it add a lot of value to the lives of others, essentially. Yep. Yeah, the winding road indeed. My my journey also, I mean, I've always been a creative. I don't know that at an early age I considered myself an entrepreneur, but it's been really incredible to see how my creative endeavors have created the necessity to be an entrepreneur. And then in that necessity, I found a huge passion of mine, which is growing as an entrepreneur and then supporting others and inspiring others to do the same and just carry through their journey. And yes, we call it, it's risky business because, um, you know, there are so many twists and turns and it's a scary road to take, but, um, Stan and I are really passionate about navigating that road and those risks and tackling each one as they come. Yeah, it's important. And I do want to point out something about considering yourself an entrepreneur. I feel like some people think entrepreneur is such a big word. Like, you know, you have to be a, a huge business guy, very, very successful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the type of guy that has uh, real estate properties and several businesses and franchises. But the the actual meaning, the definition of an op- entrepreneur is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risks in oh. order to do so. And that's essentially what we've been doing our whole lives yes. in, in terms of our careers. We, we take on greater than normal financial risks. Yes. Because we, we do things like start a podcast. Yeah. And there's definitely investments. Mm-hmm. There's definitely money that we have to invest into these projects. But we're not seeing it come back right yeah. away. But we believe in the projects. Yes. And in the hopes that someday the money will return to us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've noticed that with our own separate careers um, and all the different facets of our careers that sometimes you just have to start. And then in starting, you create that momentum and then the funds and the the financials do start coming towards you. So a pro tip that came out of our first episode origin story was get yourself in a shared office or a co-work space. We are really passionate about positioning yourself in an environment that will place you near other entrepreneurs, peers, and other people that can really help you expand your network. Extremely, extremely important. If you're just starting out in anything, just get yourself into a shared office space. And there are affordable options oh yeah just get yourself into uh one of the flex flex desks or a hot desk that they call it that you just pop in use the internet use some of the uh, amenities in terms of a conference room or a lounge meeting area Mm -hmm. and that'll put you in a place where there are other small business owners other people that you can connect with widen your network and ultimately it will lead to business oh yes yeah, and even if you even if you're you need a bit of time to, before you can take that step, get yourself involved in networking organizations. There's a lot of free groups, meetups. Get yourself in an organization much like ours, which is Creatives for Connection, where membership organization where we serve the community to inspire, to connect entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs in the city. So get involved, get yourself plugged in, and meet people. Put mm-hmm. yourself in those environments. Yeah, because it happens through conversation. We often think that the world is so connected now because of the internet and and Instagram and Facebook, but scrolling through somebody's life isn't really connecting with them. (laughs) Putting yourself in a room with them and having a conversation, that's a connection. Oh, yes. And I think that it's important to tap back into that. Of course, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. We're not all going to run out and and gather in, in large groups, but 
it's definitely important to keep that in mind that it is that it is vital to your own personal growth to connect with others yes. and find out something else about somebody else's business that could potentially help you develop or sustain, maintain, or grow your own. Yeah, good stuff. That kind of leads us into the second episode. We had Lara Fox in the house um, as our guest. Lara's had an incredible journey as an entrepreneur. She runs a very successful, witty, <laughs> witty, witty, successful and witty wedding video company. And a couple of fun kind of like, I mean, that whole episode was just a wonderful journey full of pro tips, but I loved really the meat of it was her sharing that we ought to trust your, our intuition, be ready for moments of great opportunity when the universe opens those up to us. The other part that I loved so much about her story really as a whole is that she really believed in each step of her journey as being an integral part of her story as a whole. And I think that we can all apply that to ourselves as entrepreneurs. And what I'd like to say about her and her journey, because uh, I know her on a personal level and I've known her since film school. The one thing that stands out the most about her is that she often and repeatedly said and told me that she's not a technical person. <laughs> Whenever I would hand her a, cam uh, a camera, she was telling herself this story of I'm not a technical person. So I don't know settings. I don't know how to adjust anything in the camera. And I'm just not good at it. Mm -hmm. But I always pushed her. And I, because, because I, I feel like I believe in the ability for us all, every single human being to be able to, to learn something, to, yeah. to adapt and, and, and just widen their knowledge of, of anything on mm -hmm. this. It's just really applying yourself to it. And I always gave her a camera and told her, listen, this does this, this does this, just figure it out. You, you understand the composition, just hold it up and, and figure it out. Yeah. And she did. And now I, I think that she's very strong uh, on the side of, of the technicality that is uh, filming and, and understanding settings and, and everything that is involved with video production. I think that she's really grown over the years and, and I'm grateful to be a part of that journey somehow. Amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, it was a great episode. So that brought us to episode three, which was legal advice with our dear Jessica Schraebman of Schraebman Law. Um, this episode was full of legal advice. We walked through several scenarios where creative entrepreneurs may find themselves in and how um, some legal know-how and advice can help navigate through those scenarios. Stan, one of the pro tips that came out of that was a quote that you say often and actually a motto that you live by mm -hmm. um, in terms of your profession. And it really sticks. It has stuck with me through um, the journey of working together, which is, to remember to work on the business and not always in the business. Mm -hmm. Very, very important to carve out those moments and really just focus on what you do best and outsource the rest. Yes. And I know that it's difficult to spend an extra X amount of dollars a month on legal counsels, creating contracts, perhaps a bookkeeper, but it's definitely important because it's going to build up and, before you know it, you're going to be behind on a lot of the important tasks that are crucial to operating a business. Yeah, absolutely. And Jessica had suggested in, in that call to perform an initial legal check-in to make sure that everything is buttoned up, your T's are crossed, your I's are dotted. Yeah. 
And then that brought us to episode four, which was with Steph Baron Hall. She's an author and an uh, Enneagram expert. Amazing call, really exploratory for both of us as we're just kind of getting to know the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And Steph is is a wealth of knowledge. So absolutely loved that episode because we talked not just about the Enneagram and the work behind that that Steph does, but really about her journey and how she's come to be in the place that she is today. Something that I absolutely love that came out of that episode was a pro tip that she said, consider your minimums that you need to survive and take the radical steps to adjust your lifestyle if you really want to step all the way into your dream and turn your side hustle into your main hustle. Super, super important. And just her path in general, she got into florals, decided that she was overworked and wasn't as passionate about it as she thought. And that's that's the the kicker right there. Mm-hmm. You, you may fall in love with doing something and realize one day that you don't love it anymore. So at that point, you need to realize whether you should incorporate patience or persistence, mm-hmm. either patience with yourself and how you want to continue pursuing this career or, or passion of yours or persistence in, in staying at it and having faith that it'll all work out for you. Or you just jump out of it and you do something else and yeah. nobody's going to blame you or look, you don't know, actually, sorry, maybe people are going to <laughs> look down on you or judge you or have opinions on uh, about you. But you know what? That's do it or don't. They're always going to have opinions. Absolutely. That's very, very important to to take into consideration. Whether mm-hmm. you do or you don't, everybody is always going to have an opinion about what you do and what your career path is like, what your love life is like. So might as well just do what the hell you want. That's right. Essentially. <laughs> and exceed wonderfully at it. Do what you want. But in terms of understanding the minimums, I, I'm currently in, in that position myself mm-hmm. because I'm in a place because of the pandemic where the primary source of my business completely went away. I decided to scale back and sell that business, which is primarily wedding event videography. And I feel very passionately about this medium, about this platform and talking to people and inspiring others to pursue their passion, start their own small business or just go after the things that they want to do in life. So to do that, I went back into television, which is essentially making less money, knowing that I recently started scaling back all of the subscriptions and everything that I pay for that I feel like I don't really need. Yep. And there's a lot of stuff. Subscriptions pile up on us. Yes. Um, number one is a lot of the the television, the, mm-hmm. the, the HBOs, the Hulus, the Netflix. If I'm not watching any of this stuff, why am I going to pay for it? That's right. So I started to scale back all those things and it, it, it just proving to myself that I am committed and I am 100% on board with the plan that I put in place for my future. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. If you really take a look at what you want to do with yourself and your life and you're going to have to make some sacrifices. Yeah, you're going to have to make some sacrifices, but I'd rather make the sacrifices now today than wake up 40 years from now with regrets. Yes. And think about the things that I didn't do. Mm. So it, it's it's really really important uh, to think about that, and that was great to hear somebody that it, uh, hear a story from somebody that it actually worked. Yes, she she cut back. Yeah, and lo and behold, she ended up really getting into the enneagram. She she released a book. Yeah, she authored a book, and now she's just a, uh, an enneagram coach, yeah. living, living her dream. Yeah, it's incredible. 
Love, love that story. Love it. So that brings us to episode five, which was brain mapping with G. Cole. He's the founder of Pathwaves. Pro tip out of this one, there were, again, full episode into mind mapping, understanding the brain, understanding being mindful, learning to love incredible, incredible points in that podcast. But I loved the main pro tip, which is simply put, learn to meditate. Very, very important. Learn how to go inward, how to set your intentions, be mindful before all else, and all will be aligned towards your greater purpose, where you will understand your why. And under your, understanding your why is crucial to any business, to anyone just trying to live life, essentially. Even having a why on a day-to-day basis, maybe your why is your family. Maybe your why isn't about your business. Maybe your why is how you conduct yourself on a day-to-day basis. Maybe it's your family. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important for you to have that foundation, that stronghold on yourself to be able to pull yourself back from a situation and be like, is this part of my why? And it doesn't mean that all of a sudden at the snap of a finger, you're going to be a changed person because I have myself very specific detailed mission statement a a very detailed why but i mess up Mm -hmm. sometimes yeah i don't i don't really follow it Mm because i just whatever throw the papers up in the air and (laughs) but it's important to understand your uh, why and some of the things that uh, in, in terms of g cole and and pathways mission that i love is that their mission is to make the world a love-based place Mm -hmm. instead of a fear-based place operating from that every situation for him he can stop himself and be like, am I operating from a love-based place? Yeah. I mean, he could get cut off on the road and yeah. instead of flipping the bird, like most people do, maybe he tells himself, is this operating from a love-based place? And yeah. repeating that mantra to himself or that mission statement to himself, he's already changing the way that he reacts to the world around him, to totally. the external stimulation that mm-hmm. we're getting. Yeah, it's super powerful. Very, very important. In episode six, we sat down with Tiffany and Danielle of Tawdry. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. an incredible talk. I loved, they shared so much about their journey and um, what makes them so special as a, as a company. The pro tip that came out of that episode was work life integration. Find, yes, find ways to integrate all the things in your life that matter to you towards that one great purpose of your life, your why. And some of the examples were moments in life that you perhaps might be doubting yourself, mm-hmm. maybe judging yourself on whether or not you should be answering an email or sending an email mm-hmm. while you're at home. And I think that when you're really passionate about something and you're trying to build, you're trying to build a stable and worthwhile future for yourself, you're going to have to integrate yeah. work and life. Mm-hmm. It's important for you to understand that. And I don't think that it means you have to ignore the people around you, but just be mindful and be respectful. Like, hey, I'm going to step away real quick, handle this email, take yeah. this call, I'll be back. And then be present yes. with the people that you're around at that time. And I'm very fortunate because I have a lot of friends that understand Mm -hmm. the amount of hustle that it takes, the amount of time that it takes to nurture and build your own business or be passionate about what you're pursuing in life. And they don't bat an eye. Yeah. They're like, oh, yo, you're, you, you got to send an email. Yeah. Fine. Great. Oh, you're going to, you're going to send one. Oh, I'll send one too. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to send one. Okay. I'll send one real quick. You yeah. see, and that's, that's really a, a beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. little side note, it's, it's important to put yourself around people that understand yeah. that your, your, your mission or what you're passionate about. Yes. It doesn't mean that they have to be doing anything that's similar or the same, but 
they should understand and maybe even have the conversation like, yeah. hey, I'm going to be here for you. I don't want to be disrespectful of the time that we're spending together, but I do need to do this real quick. Yeah. Let me handle this and I'll come back. I was going to say the same thing. I think just communication is a key with, with your friends, family, and those just that are in your environment generally. Just let them know where you are at, if there's something going on and everybody's understanding. Yeah, communication. Yeah. Exactly. With, com with communication, everyone is understanding because imagine all the chatter, all of the talk mm -hmm. that happens happens in people's minds. Somebody walks away and doesn't communicate the fact that they're not trying to be disrespectful, but they do need to handle something. And then they would appreciate you understanding that mm -hmm. if you just have that conversation, then that immediately stops any internal monologue that somebody mm -hmm. might have about, oh, they're so disrespectful of me. Uh, they're not paying attention to me. Why would they even ask me out for lunch if they're not going to pay attention to me? You know, <laughs> And those are those are real thoughts that, yeah. that come up in people's minds, mm -hmm. which are ridiculous, but they do. <laughs> And that's why it's important to have a conversation. Yes. Yeah. Clear the air. And I, my big takeaway from that work-life integration uh, part of the conversation with Tadri, in my own personal experience, I was always after the work-life balance motto mm -hmm. where I was trying to balance the amount of work that I have with the amount of life I was living with my family or friends. And I felt at the end of the day on repeat that I had given parts of me all day long to all these other areas, leaving myself last, which mm. ultimately meant I didn't really serve myself. I, I was balancing what I thought, quote, air quotes, just balancing work and life. But ultimately what that meant was I was just like pouring a little bit of sand in each one of the jars. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, nothing got the whole of me, including myself. So I actually got myself in a worse position because I had given, had been pouring out all of me in bits and pieces, feeling like I wasn't giving my all to any one thing. And so when this came up in conversation, the work-life integration, which is very different than work-life balance, I, I recognize and now understand that you can integrate your work and your life and your why and every part of you that matters to you and your purpose, where you give the whole of you throughout the entire day, not just bits and pieces into each jar. You pour your entire being because it is you. Yeah. And by the end of the day, you actually feel fulfilled. And I think that is a vital difference in understanding that. I'm excited about what that means for my life and would encourage everybody to consider that state of mind for their life. It's amazing. Love it. Powerful stuff. Love it. On that same note, and again, this kind of like fed into the next episode, which great was segue, great yes, segue. Episode number seven with Sarah Raw. Sarah had some amazing tips and stories to share about her journey as an athlete and a brand marketer. Her quote that came out that I love sticks out in my mind all the time. She said, Get your mind right and love yourself. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, when you love yourself and you believe in what you do, your work and success will be a reflection of that. As Sarah says, do the mental work before you can compete. Before you get out on that sports field, get your mind right, do the mental work, love yourself, believe in yourself, and you're going to get yourself to the finish line. Very important. And for me, this goes back to the conversation with G because I incorporated meditation as a daily practice. I've been doing it for about a year now, and I feel that if I didn't do that, there's no way that I could handle all of the stress involved mm. with conducting my life as a small business owner, somebody who is hustling on a lot of side projects and just putting together a life that I feel is worthy. Yeah. And there's just so many obstacles, so many moments daily, daily where I second guess myself. I second guess what I'm doing. And yeah. if it's the right move, should I just quit everything and go get a regular job and just 
have the the comfort of a of a steady paycheck and some benefits but mm-hmm. it's just not me that's yeah. not true to me and I think that with meditation, I've been able to really tap into the source of my inner self, which mm-hmm. it's the intuition of what I should be doing in life. And whenever I'm talking to anybody about this, whenever I'm in a, in a podcast room, whenever I'm discussing these ideas and connecting with people with similar with a similar vision of themselves and the life that they want to lead, I feel that I'm in the right place. Yeah. And I think that it's because of of the meditation work and of course having uh, some sort of movement uh, in terms of a workout. Uh, Very, very important for me. And it's something that has allowed me to stay on track more days than off track because I've had a lot of off track days. So, you know, get your, get your mind right and, and love yourself. And, And part of, part of that is, is finding what's, what works for you? It, mm-hmm. it may not be meditation. Yeah. Maybe it's Pilates or maybe it's just taking a walk at, on, at a park yeah. every day though. And, and, it, and it definitely has to be something that you do every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's reading two pages of some motivational book every yeah. single day. Whatever it is, you, you have to figure out what works for you and make it a routine. At some point in our lives, and I guess we all know what this point was when we were children. When we were children, our parents made us brush our teeth every single day. Mm-hmm. You remember being a kid or if you're a parent, your kid, how much they hate doing it. Oh, they yeah. don't want to do it's it. A mission. Once it becomes a routine and they understand that they need it, then they can't not do it. Yeah. And that's with everything, mm-hmm. with everything. Sitting down and being quiet for even a minute is difficult. But once you realize how beneficial it is to your state of mind, it's for me personally, it's just been something that I can't do without. I highly encourage anyone listening to find to find find your meditation. Yeah, that may not be meditation, mm-hmm. but maybe it's feeding ducks at a lake. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're doing that, you're not on your phone. Yeah, leave <laughs> like, the phone at home. Also, fun fact: I recently have set all these user limits on my phone. So you can do this guys, whatever kind of phone you have, what even your laptop, you can set user limits in your computer or your phone or all of your apps will tell you time's up. You're done. You're done using that app for the day. It has changed my life. I have left my phone. I can still receive the calls and texts that I need to, to perform my business and daily life. Um, but cutting out all of that distraction and pollution throughout the day has been monumental in changing my life. Yeah. And also something that I started to integrate over a year now is, and I know this this might be very difficult for a lot of people. I don't bring my cell phone into my bedroom. Yeah. That's a big I one. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. And it was really, really tough for the first like three or four weeks. And then after that, I was like, whatever, this is normal now. Yeah. But I started charging my cell phone mm-hmm. outside of my room yeah. and every every person is super interested in this but they immediately create obstacles for themselves <laughs> on why they can't do it and yeah. they're like oh well my alarm yeah and i'm like well i, I just bought an alarm clock <laughs> on amazon for like seven bucks literally yeah. and that's what i've been using i just set the alarm and they're like oh well, it's an emergency mm-hmm. and, and i told them that I put it right outside of my room with the ringer on high yeah if there is an emergency call that's gonna wake me oh, up oh yeah my, my cell phone on, on loud is very loud and yeah. it'll wake me up. Exactly. 
problem solved. But it's just like anything. Once you hear about something that you think might be good for you, but but it it, it breaks the comfort and the routine of your day to day life, which mm-hmm. is maybe sitting in bed and scrolling through Instagram before bed. I think that can't be good. No, it can't be good. You're putting images into your mind. Yes. Before you go to sleep. Yes. Not only just images, but like information with not a lot of context. Yeah. Things that don't necessarily relate and certainly things that do not connect. You're just firing off images and words and throwing them into your brain. And I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Because it's not even like a movie. Mm-mm. At least a movie, you're watching a beginning, middle and end. And there's some sort of <laughs> character arc. There's something happening in the movie. But yeah. Instagram is just a, a, a scramble mm-hmm. of images yeah. and people's lives that have nothing to do with you in that moment. And mm-hmm. should it matter to you before going to bed? Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very adamant about this. And the other thing is that, so I, for at least an hour before, and I'm not always successful in this because this is something that I started doing recently mm-hmm. for at least an hour before bed, I don't get on any oh, social media great. for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. I don't get on any. Yeah. So I try to read a little bit or I'll, I'll watch something, but I started watching things that are more educational yeah. documentaries. Yeah. I like watching, you know, planet earth stuff. Mm-hmm. And I also feel that that has changed the quality of my sleep and my rest. Oh yeah. So this has been a whole project for me, this whole thing, because it's been difficult. And I'm somebody that's on my phone constantly. Mm-hmm. If you have me on Instagram, I'm just videos and a bunch of dumb stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's fun. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I was doing yeah. was going for the damn in- Instagram. Yeah. And, and it's like, what? That's the, your first, your first waking thought and process of the world is me going into Instagram mm-hmm. and seeing other people's lives. Mm-mm. So now what I try to do is if for an hour after I wake up, I don't touch it either. Perfect. It's been tough. Yeah. And, and I don't, I'm not successful every single day, but it's definitely, I'm being mindful of being yeah. better. Yes. Yeah. Just creating those boundaries. And and if you're like myself or you couldn't create those boundaries yourself, I was always like, no, no, no. I would say like, I'm not going to do my phone, be on my phone for two hours prior to bed. Or certainly like on Sundays, I don't have my phone in my presence. But I found that I was lacking in that discipline. So I set the controls in my phone mm-hmm. um, and it, it's kept me pretty in line. And just telling others, like tell people in your circle to keep you in check and help you because it's 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 a real issue. We got to tackle it. Yeah. All right. So stepping ahead, we get into episode number eight. This was with Andrew Cass. Andrew is amazing. Uh, again, another author, um, business coach, just an absolute joy to have in the studio. It was a true master class, this mm-hmm. whole episode with Andrew Cass. And boy, the pro tip that came out of this one was be omnipresent. Yeah. So this was an episode that was all about business and utilizing that left side of your brain to strengthen and nurture the right side, creative side of your brain. So Andrew had all kinds of tips and tricks. Again, a masterclass on automating your business, strategizing your business, finding out what makes you unique and market that. Very, very important. Uh, Marketing strategies. And some of the things that jumped out at me about Andrew's episode is, is just going back to the drawing board to see what's working. A lot of times we just get so immersed in our business, what's going on, keeping track of clients, projects, producing good work and mm-hmm. being consistent with our creativity and 
whatever it is that we're doing in, in that particular project, but going back to the drawing board to see what's working and what's not working. Mm -hmm. And that's also a very left brain. And, yeah. and I think that we, we haven't even mentioned this, but a very, very important element of, of the organization created for connection is, is left brain networking for right brain individuals. We're trying to, to make sure that people understand that if you're going to be a creative entrepreneur, if you're going to be working on your hustle in the creative field. That means that you're very right brain, but you have to tap into these left brain yeah. activities, uh, keeping track of your leads, your sales, uh, understanding sales funnels and bookkeeping and uh, getting your contracts correct, uh, email templates, everything that is crucial to developing a business in the right way. And that's what this whole conversation was about, tracking your leads, understanding sales and marketing, yeah. making yourself omnipresent, which is making sure that people know that you're there and yeah. that you even exist. And something that he said was, it doesn't matter. You can have the best, you can be the best photographer in the world, but if nobody knows it, then nobody knows it. You're yeah. not getting any business. Right. And it's super important. And that applies to anybody. You could be the best baker, the best hairstylist, the best videographer. But if people don't know it, then no one is going to get your service. Nobody's going to help you continue to build your business and to keep you in business for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good, good one. That episode was incredible. The most recent episode we have is number nine. This was Kendrick. Kendrick is a founder of HGAB Studios. HGAB Studios is home base for us, for our podcast. Mm -hmm. Incredible journey, story of entrepreneurship, having a solid team, growing a, an idea and everything that comes along with that and all of the risk. Kendrick had a couple of amazing pro tips, but my favorite was surround yourself with people that share a similar dream that you do so that you can build that dream together. It should be the path of less resistance mm -hmm. in terms of the people that you engage with in the journey, essentially. Sometimes people get it. They understand you're super pumped about starting your own business. They're not going to give you all of the obstacles. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've told somebody an idea and they're like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? Oh, are you sure this is going to work? No. Yeah. Don't immediately stop talking to that person. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't not be their friend, but just in that moment, maybe that's not the person that you want to take ideas to. Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself about that. Mm -hmm. There's people in my circle that I tell them every idea. Yeah. And they'll be like, man, that's, that's great. Or, or I know that they're coming from a place of, of, of genuine concern when they're like, you should think about this. Maybe they're not trying to tell you that it's dumb or stupid, but maybe they're showing you angles yeah. of the idea that you're not seeing. Yeah. And that's super, super important. Mm -hmm. Especially somebody like me, I get super gung ho about every single idea and I'm ready to do it. And I think that it's possible just because I'm generally an optimistic person. Yeah. And what I've learned in my journey is to have patience mm -hmm. or persistence. And in that situation, it would be patience because I can't just jump into every single project, but it's important to surround yourself with people that share a similar dream or understand you as a hustler, a, a dreamer, an entrepreneur, and can encourage you or support you when you're up and, and definitely uh, help pick you up when you're down. Absolutely. Yeah. Aligning energetically with people, both professionally and personally, will elevate you in incredible ways. Yeah. And as I mentioned in that podcast with Kendrick, that's why I feel like Amanda and I came together so seamlessly for this project and not just a, the podcast, but creatives for connection, because mm -hmm. we are 
very passionate about other people's stories and how they have weaved a path towards success or towards doing the things that they want to do in their own lives. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see somebody feel happy about themselves because they're doing the things that are not easy, which is going after what you want to do in life, whatever that may be. Yeah, absolutely. This is, it's been an incredible journey and I'm super thankful that you and I stand that we both took multiple risks to start the organization Mm -hmm. to then start the podcast and to see just really like the magic that's come out of all of these components and how it works is a whole new amount of people that we're, that we're really reaching through all of this. And that speaks to the, the ability and the importance of, of pivoting in difficult times Mm -hmm. because this podcast essentially came out of the pandemic because we wanted to continue to bring value, to bring information, to bring inspiration to other creative entrepreneurs, people that are just trying to get into some creative art or follow a new career path. And we weren't able to do that anymore because we couldn't meet. Yeah, We were having these fantastic meetings at, we work in Wynwood, mm-hmm. growing every single meeting. At some point, I think we had like almost 60 people at one of the meetings yeah. and people were really, really connecting, exchanging information, exchanging business, which was the whole point. Mm-hmm. And as soon as this happened, we couldn't, we couldn't connect any longer. And yeah. the whole, the virtual aspect of it wasn't really working for us in terms of how we can really deliver this message and, and put it out there for people yeah. to hear. So the podcast is, is such a great platform to do that. And that's how we shifted. So I encourage people to, to think creatively. I, I mean, you're a creative already. Maybe you're a creative in whatever it is that you do, but be creative in the way that you continue to do what you're doing in, in other areas of, of your field or in new areas of, of a new field. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, absolutely. So if any of these episodes struck a chord with you connected with your personal story or where you are in life now or where you want to be in life, or if the podcast as a whole has connected with you, please subscribe, share, share with others. Yeah, People need to hear this share. information. They need to be inspired. Every part of our journey is an important part of the journey, but the good stuff comes when we share that journey. Right. And we talk through the risks and we name the fears and then we blast right through them and keep moving forward. Super important. I'm, I'm very, very uh, adamant about sharing and naming the fears because when you say them out loud, they don't sound as bad. Yes. So that's our show for today. And that's the season check back in a few weeks when we're when we get back in here and we start introducing just more trailblazers in the creative community small business owners and some people that can educate us on how to be better at what we do yes in in general absolutely happy season one happy season one we'll see you all next time that's a wrap